you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Before we begin this week's episode, please make sure to support the Patreon page by clicking the link in the show notes below. Y'all know the kid research, edit, record, and produce the podcast by myself. This would definitely help with the continuous growth of PHG. And y'all know I am appreciative of y'all holding me down and never up. So as always, thank you so much. And until next time, everyone, enjoy this week's episode. Later. Welcome. You are now listening to the professional homegirl. Homegirls, it's the kid Ebony from the PhD podcast, the only place where you would hear interviews from Black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics. Now, if you hear someone that sounds familiar, mind the business that pays you, child. If you like the PhD podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please, five star reviews only. Hold me down, don't hold me up. Merch is now available on the site as well as my book list, so please make sure you visit the link in the show notes below. You can connect with the kid on Instagram at the professional homegirl and at the PhD podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PhD podcast. Now, if you are all caught up with episodes, listen to the bonus episodes by supporting the PhD podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PhD podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin this week's episode. As always, I am super excited about this week's episode. When it comes to certain topics, I really do try to find guests that will be informative and have personality, and I know my guest today will deliver. Plus, I just told her this, but I watched majority of her YouTube videos, and I learned so much about the lifestyle of swinging. 
So to my guests, thank you so much for being a part of the PhD podcast. And how are you feeling? I am feeling highly favored and blessed. Thank you. Okay. Don't forget black now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. How has the pandemic been treating you? Pretty damn well, I must say. Yeah. um, I think last year was my best year. So. Oh, how? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of events got closed down or you know, it was shut down due to timing of the event of the pandemic and all that. But um, uh, my events took off and and has grown immensely since the pandemic. And um, yeah, with my research, you're like the go to person for swinging (laughs) in the Midwest, should I say? Yes, definitely in the Midwest. Yes. So yes. why do you think this lifestyle is such a fantasy for most people? Um, a fantasy? I don't know if it's a fantasy for most people, but it, it is the place where your fantasies can come true. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that it is um, exploration of your thoughts that you've been having and you could be yourself or who you want to be. So it's very freeing, mm-hmm. very freeing once you get into the groove of it. So when I was on my research, I saw that a lot of people were saying that swinging isn't what it used to be. What do they mean by that? That's not. Nothing is what it used to be. Especially um, they, after the pandemic. <laughs> right. But um, I believe they mean because uh, back in the day when it first started, it was very top secret type of like fraternity type of thing. Like you had to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody and then get approved and go through this whole process. And before you can even, you know, be around other people who were like-minded. So let's start from the beginning. Cause I watched one of your um, videos and I was like, damn, like I didn't even know it was history to this. So what is swinging and when did it start? Swinging is where I would say now I it's for me I feel like it's two different stories in the history part of it mm-hmm. because it, it's it's where swinging is actually where two couples swap right that is my definition of swinging it's where two couples actually swap partners full swap and have sexual relationships with each other for recreational fun that is my definition of swinging me too. Uh, when it first started, I am a little confused because on one end, they said it started on the military, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, in, in the military where the husbands were dying and the wives were left without, you know, a sexual partner. So they would have parties and bring the wives without husbands and to mix and have sexual intercourse with these other couples. So is it for couples or is it for single females? <laughs> mm-hmm, right. you know? And then on the other hand, it was where, you know, just couples, couples getting together and having fun for the night, swapping keys, doing stuff like that. So uh, the term actually came from a pastor who got wind of what was going on on these you know, what the couples were doing. And in his sermon, he actually said that, you know, people were swinging from bed to bed like monkeys. And Mm -hmm. that's where they came up with the terms. They called them swingers. 
Now, I know in your research, you uh, stated that this goes back to 1950. You think this has been going on longer than that? Oh, yeah. I, I most Right? definitely think so. Yes. I most definitely do believe that it's been going on. There's nothing new under the sun. So um, I think there was, you know, private, very private sessions and things that, that go on. So somebody Mm -hmm. So what had is to come up with it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it just wasn't invented the other day. Right. <laughs> so, what are some misconceptions of swinging? That we're all here just to have sex with everybody. That when you walk into a club or a party, it's just a whole bunch of naked people having sex, unprotected sex with each other, with anybody. And also, like a lot of misconceptions is for men that if they show up to a party, re that they're just going to have sex with any women that they want. that's available and that it's a free for all. And I think one another one that you said was a lot of people don't think that black people do this. Exactly. Well, and, and I would say that was probably, that was back in 2016 or 17. Mm We're -hmm. finding black people, people who look like us um, at these parties or clubs, whereas it, it was, it was, it didn't exist in the Midwest. at all like I would literally go to the club and be the only black one there or um it might be two or three of us and we came together or you know just it was just spotty mm Mm -hmm. And another one you said, because I want to bring this one up, is women are the only ones that are bisexual, but bisexual men are not accepted like the women are. -hmm. oh that's true like um so I did my research, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> I see and And so in the black community, in the black community, uh, for a man to be bisexual and open with it is not quite accepted yet in, in the black community as far as swinging goes. Now, and in other communities, it, it, I think it's a little bit more open. It's just not said. It's never really just said, but they do have a special parties. just for that so but you will rarely ever see a black party that's dedicated to by men uh by couples Mm -hmm. right would you say that slinging this just came off the top of my dome would you say that slinging and polyamorous is the same thing in a sense no 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 Um, one, uh, poly is, is like a relationship that has to deal with emotions and feelings. Oh, And you know what? You're right. Yep. yeah. So swinging Yep. is, is supposed to be just recreational fun sex <laughs> Right. You're and, right. and they can't go hand in hand, uh, if that's what they uh, you know, that particular couple wants to do, but it is, it is a lifestyle in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have to have sex while swinging? Yeah. That is ideal. <laughs> it is the ideal to um you wouldn't be swinging if you're not having sex. Um now you can come to a swinger event or a club and not have sex, but Right. Right, okay. the I think that's actual probably what act they meant. of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what are some do's and don'ts? I know one that you said was need to bring some condoms. Oh, yes. Yeah. Rather 
be rather you meet someone and what you guys agree upon after you get into you know the bedroom or wherever you're at you need to bring condoms you cannot assume that the that the person that you're about to play with doesn't want to wear a condom you know so um definitely have to have condoms with you uh we encourage that people use condoms and a particular brand at that um, in the lifestyle, which is skins, uh, it's non-latex. Uh, there's a lot of people out here who are allergic to latex, so mm-hmm. we prefer skins in the mm-hmm. lifestyle. And another one you said was quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. That goes for open play areas. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to be in a room having sex and there's a whole crowd of people talking or laughing or having their own conversations going on at the same time where you're yeah, trying, to trying to concentrate. <laughs> right. <laughs> and another one, I mean, which I thought was obvious is no means no. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and that goes for both. That goes for females and males. Uh, you would think that the obvious thing to do is to say no and also to accept the word no, but sometimes no comes in many different forms and there's a lot of females out there and males who don't know how to directly say no. Mm-hmm. So it looks more so like not right now or, um, you know, I'll get back with you later or something like that instead of saying directly no. And then um, it's basically if you don't have a yes, don't do it. Right. So I know there are different types of groups. Can you explain each one? This is when I really was learning. <laughs> what groups as far as... I, oh, maybe I'm not using the right terminology, but when it comes to full swap, soft swap. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's soft swap, which if is you go called, by the... Not to cut you off, is it called groups or... It's No, it's just... They call them labels. Labels. And, there you go. And, and a lot of uh, veterans do not like to use labels. Um, I use labels as a signpost for newbies. Like we all have to have something to start off with, right. you know, to get a better understanding. And then once you get that understanding, the labels will go away because there is variations to all of them. So um, technically book wise, soft swap is, interactions without intercourse that's the book term for it now and and putting it into practice soft swap is where it's just the female does not get penetrated by another male like Mm -hmm. um it could be threesomes with two females and a guy but the wife or the partner does not get penetrated by another man Mm -hmm. so they call that soft swap and full swap is where you're a couple and uh, both of you guys get to have interactions and intercourse with other people, mm-hmm. male and female, whatever you want to, whoever you want to have it, um, intercourse with, you're, you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the other two terms is bulls and unicorns. Yeah. So unicorns um, is single by females in the lifestyle. And I throw the term, the the word in there by because those are the rarest ones that you're going to find, which is why they call them unicorns. 
because they, you know, they like to be with both with female and the male. Mm-hmm. And then um, the bulls technically book term is a very, is a, a hung black, a black male. Okay. Single, single hung black male. Technically book term is what it is. So but now, not, what's, the, what's the other term if it's not the book term? <laughs> if it's not, When I say book terms, that means that's the definition that they came up with like 50 years ago. Oh, okay. So what y'all call it now? Now we don't call it anything but single female, single females, and single males. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but a lot of newbies will refer to themselves as I'm a unicorn because I like to play with couples, and I'm a bull because I like to play with with couples. I'm single male. I like to play with couples. And I know that you said that there are more bulls in this lifestyle. So if a man wants to start swinging, what do you think he should do to stand out? Um, I think that he needs to get a mentor, uh, learn proper etiquette as far as how to approach couples, um, how to approach females in this lifestyle, uh, being the best representative that he can for other single males in this lifestyle because there's so many single males in this lifestyle that um, they get overlooked, they get judged, they get talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. But the ones that stand out are the ones who aren't afraid to talk to couples. The ones who are in this for the right reasons. They're not in here just to get laid or to have sex with, you know, with females, because I run across a lot of single males in a lifestyle that say I'm lifestyle, I'm lifestyle, I'm lifestyle, I'm lifestyle. But when it comes to playing with couples, they refuse to play with couples or they refuse to even speak to the man to try to, Mm. you know, and, and all that stuff. But if they were to get into a relationship, they would want that from a single male who's trying to play with their female. So they're not mm-hmm. giving back. They're not giving what they would want had they put themselves in those shoes. Mm. So if they can develop that mindset, they will start standing out for sure. Would you say the same thing for unicorns or is it different? Yes. I would say the same thing because there are single females in this lifestyle who just want to be with single males in the lifestyle, which mm-hmm. I mean, it it happens more frequently here than it would in the vanilla world being at a regular club. It's more acceptable to be sexually open in this lifestyle. So that therefore that it is a good place for single females to be at. But if you want to be more on the swinger side of things, like I would call myself a swingle because I will play with couples. I will approach couples. I don't, cut them off like I'm never going to play with a couple I don't like couples you know I'm not just here for the single men mm-hmm. when I do become in a relationship I want to become a couple that swings right so therefore I call myself a swingle, okay, swingle. <laughs> <laughs> so how important is it to understand and educate yourself about the lifestyle when you are a single person because I think you made a good point where if you're going to join this lifestyle you got to know you got to be in it for that couple and not for this person or that person. Well, it's not really. So when, when we say join the lifestyle, the lifestyle is like an umbrella. 
-hmm. And underneath this umbrella is several different types of lifestyles. There's poly, there's the LGBT, there's swingers, there's um, BDSM. There's all kind of little different departments that you could be a part of. But when you say the lifestyle, the lifestyle is just a mindset. It is a mindset of being open and free about your sexuality. And you have a different alternative view for sex and relationships than other people in the vanilla world. So you don't necessarily have to be with couples. But if you want to call yourself a swinger, then that's what swingers do. I get what you're saying. Because I was watching your videos and I noticed you kept saying that a lot. Like you kept putting emphasis on the meaning of lifestyle. But lifestyle is, like you said, a big umbrella. And there are so many things that go within that umbrella. But if you're particularly talking about swinging, then you have to know the ins and outs with swinging. And that's just it. Yeah. And that's part of educating yourself. Because if you just don't really dive deep enough, you know, you people can I can tell when someone's new because of the, the terms and dialogue that they use, um, you know, uh, situations that they find themselves in. You, all that just dispels that you're, you're new to the lifestyle. So educating yourself is, I would say the number one reason to educate yourself is so you don't get duped. Mm-hmm. Because I've literally been to parties and been in groups that for me and my tastes were not as lifestyle as I was looking for. Mm. And, you know, you don't if if the leaders of these groups and the and the organization, the organizer, organizers of these events, I hate that. But when the organizers of these events aren't educated and they're not and they're just having parties and and they have groups just because they want to they want to make some money. You know, what I mean, if you're not educated and you fall for those type of things and you're in and you keep going to that that's what you think the lifestyle is and if you get a bad taste in your mouth then you didn't really get you know you got duped you got cheated Mm -hmm. because of your lack of education and I wouldn't even blame it on the leaders or the organize the organizers of these events I would blame it on myself because I didn't take the time to get self-educated on what I was walking into so how where can one get started um if someone even thought about getting into the lifestyle you've already started so now it's just about um finding other like-minded people and clubs to go to i like i would tell anybody if you're already thinking about it you're already in it you're already started your journey's begun and the first thing i would do is google a local swingers club and go mm-hmm. look up the local swingers club find out what are the rules and what do i need to do to get a membership get a membership and go on a saturday night when it's busy or a friday night when it's a little bit slower and kind of feel my way in full you know be don't be shy be you gotta start introducing yourself like you can't sit down and wait for someone to come up to you like you have to insert yourself into this lifestyle mm-hmm. meet friends talk people in the lifestyle love to 
collect people as is what I would say. Like they will literally adopt you and oh you're new. Well, let me show you the ropes, you know, or once you come good, up, though, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. That's why I'm telling people it's like if you're sincere about this and you have pure intentions to join the lifestyle, then you will find people that, to help you along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll, you know, you can run, you make, you make lifelong friends. I, some of the people that I met when I first got here, I'm still friends with today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. When it comes to relationships, who would you say normally brings up the idea of swinging the male or the female? I think the, I would, I would say 40, 60, 60% being females. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of men who won't bring it up and they join the lifestyle alone, mm. even though they're married. Just like a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. So then what do you do in that situation? Or I'm pretty sure in some cases, some um, people, some of their partners doesn't want to be a part of this lifestyle. So what do you do? Um, so if a man, and and I'm going to be completely honest with you, if I go to a club and I see an attractive man and I walk up to them and I say, who are you here with anyone? Are you married? You single? They, at that point can tell me anything they want to tell me. Mm -hmm. Cause how would you know? How would I know? Mm -hmm. So my, that's why your mindset has to be right. Because if I walk into a club and I see someone I'm attracted to and I ask them if they want to play and I ask them, are you married? Are you single? Are you here alone? They say, I'm here alone. I'm single. I'm going to, I'm going to play with them if they want to play. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to walk away and leave them where I, where I found them. Right. I don't, I don't know any different. And that's just the honest truth. I don't know any different. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was inviting someone into my home in my private space, that's where it gets a little bit more different. You need to know who you're dealing with, especially in your private space. And you're not going to be able to get a background check on everybody at a party or at a club. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not going to happen, you know? So, um, and that's with anything, anybody. That's with anything, any, anywhere at a regular club, right? at a fo- football game, anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere. So it's the same. So I, Obviously, communication is very important for all parties involved. So how do we, what would be some advice you would give when it comes to handling jealousy? Um, understanding what jealousy is. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a very, when, oh, when I was married and in my last relationship, which was uh, quite a while ago. <laughs> uh, Wait, last about, long, the one, about the one that's like almost like, what, 10 years ago? No, I, I call uh, the I'm referring to more so a long term. So anything longer than a year or so uh, was was pretty far back. So okay. I was so at least 10 years I was in um, those relationships that I were in 10 or 11 years ago. I was extremely highly jealous and I didn't know what it why I didn't know why I did the things I did. I didn't know why I felt the way I felt. Once I became into the lifestyle, joined the lifestyle, I've learned so much about myself. I, I literally changed my entire life because of this lifestyle and what I've learned about myself. And I will get my advice to people is because I've been there. So I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Understanding what jealousy is. 
is the biggest thing you can do because it, it, it starts to um, now you're becoming aware of yourself and understanding what jealousy is the fact that you're comparing yourself with somebody else. And then you're, you're making notes on how you match up with somebody else, mm-hmm. which is very unhealthy because we're two different, you know what I mean? There's two different people here. Right. So, and then, so if I'm, if I walk into a room and I see this woman who's fully naked, she doesn't have the greatest body, but she's confident in herself and she's the life of the party and all the men gather around her. And then I start to feel this type of jealousy. It's usually because I'm not allowing myself to do what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowing myself to take my clothes off because of how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have the confidence that she has because how I feel about myself. Your own insecurities, right? It's your own insecurities. So you're mad at this female who's living her best life. You're jealous of her talking. You don't want her nowhere near your man because she's the life of the party. And you're and you feel like you're not. And, you know, niggas love a vibe. <laughs> right. Right. So that's that's what essentially that's what jealous is. I don't want you. I'm jealous if you talk to her because she's this she's that she's this and you can only say she's this and she's that if you're telling yourself what you're not Mm. and one thing that i liked about um one of your videos was um and we'll get to your story in a few but you were saying during your first experience when you walked into the club there is pretty much no discrimination so whether if you old short yellow pink whatever case may be or wherever you might be insecure about it doesn't matter it doesn't. And, uh, the, and then everybody likes to use this phrase in the lifestyle that the lifestyle is supposed to be a judgment-free zone, a judgmental-free zone. Like, And a lot of people will say, well, you know, they're not supposed to judge you. Uh, you should be able to do whatever you want to do. They don't want to judge you. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've learned in the lifestyle is it doesn't matter if the entire room is judging you. The only person that matters is you mm-hmm. judging yourself. Once you learn to stop judging yourself and become free, that's when the that's when you're you're free. You're mm-hmm. completely free. Like I had to tell myself, okay, I, I see, I know what my body looks like. I know it is not the the best body out here in the world, but damn it. And mm-hmm. I want to walk around like this. So I, you know, I'm like, if these people can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And that changed my confidence level from being a wallflower, you know, in the vanilla world from, from, from just hiding, feeling like I didn't want to be seen to what I am today. Mm-hmm. So what are some advice when it comes to like establishing rules and boundaries? Because I can only imagine that it's not as black and white, or is it? Um, no, you go with what you're comfortable with. And I always say that, remember, it's a journey. So wherever you start is not where you're going to finish it. So if you're going to make rules and boundaries or event and my advice is to put yourself in your partner's shoes. 
because there's going to be some things that you both are not going to tell each other because you're not used to that. You're not used to explaining what your sexual desires are, what it is that you really want and all that. So to be compromising and understanding of each other is one. So when you, and it's usually the female that says, uh, I want the no kissing rule. That's my number one rule. No kissing. Um, but I guarantee you nine times out of 10, the man wants to kiss, mm-hmm. but he's not going to say that, Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially he's not gonna... in a moment, you're trying to finish off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not, he's not going to say, you know, so before you go to a party, before you go to your first event, you do sit down, you have a conversation about what it is you want out of this lifestyle, and then you come up with your rules and your boundaries, what's okay, what's not okay, and discuss each one in depth, play it out, do scenarios, what does it look like, does that really, is it really going to be, is it really going to work in reality, is it not, what can we drop off, what can we add, and then you come up with your set of rules, and I encourage everyone to write them down, and then revisit them nine months later, every nine months, revisit and see what you could drop off and what can change because you didn't know the mm-hmm. first time you made up these rules. Especially when you're starting off and then nine years later, you're a little bit more advanced and comfortable. So yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like nine, you, you take a couple who starts today and their rules are no kissing. Um, make sure you, you you're wearing condoms. You got to ask permission before you you play with somebody. We got to play in the same room. Uh, this, that, and the third. And they, and they might have like a list of 20 rules. But 10 years from now, and they're still swinging. They might have one rule. Mm-hmm. Call me when you get done. Because <laughs> at this point, we here. <laughs> we here, and you're still with me. Right. You didn't go nowhere. So we good. Right. When it comes to a couple meeting someone, or I guess someone meeting a couple, like how do they start having sex? Like, cause I'm pretty sure sometimes people just want to get to it. So like, do you recommend they go out, they get drinks, they have conversations? Oh my God. It's the hardest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's see, the I hardest. Can imagine how nervous you are, but you really want to just get to it. <laughs> it's not really nervous. It's just making it happen. Like, it's so much easier to make it happen when you're at a party and that's what's suspected. And that's what everybody's there for. And the, you got the music playing, you're drinking, you might be high. You know what I mean? You're, you're feeling the vibes. You're excited. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dressed up and sexy and, and everybody's touching on each other or, or you know, walking around nude. It's the vibe that brings you together. And then you're just like, you want to go play? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Boom. Go play. And it's back to the party. And then back to go find somebody else to play with. It's a, and, and that excitement and all makes it happen easier. Versus you finding somebody at a club and or you find somebody online and you decide to go out to dinner. Let's go out to dinner and, and hook up. You know what you want to do but by the end of the night. But getting there, you know, you're trying to learn each other, you're having conversations, and then eventually it gets later and later, you get tired, you've had so much wine, and it's like, you know what, yeah, let's just call it a night, go to bed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And then, and then it, may not, it may not even happen, but 
you always have to have a starter mm-hmm. on your team. And when I say a starter, like I'm a starter. So if I'm really in the mood, if I really want something to go down, I'm going to get shit started. Okay. Which means we might be sitting at a table talking and drinking or whatever. I'm just about to pull somebody's pants down and start sucking dick. <laughs> and then once you do that, it, okay, and, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. All right, everybody get take your clothes off. Let's go. It's like, She's ready to go. Here? Right. Some, somebody has to get it started. Clearly, y'all know what we, we what we invited y'all here for, hey, <laughs> and y'all know why y'all accepted. Let's go. But how do you not get dickmatized or pussy whooped in this situation? Oh, hard, hard again. People always want to say you leave your feelings at the door. It is extremely hard because we're human. Mm-hmm. We're, we're human beings. We want connection. We want love. Um. So you have to go into every situation with the correct intentions. If you're at a party and you see somebody that's extremely attractive, you want to have sex with them, have sex with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have sex with them. Make love to them if you want. But your mindset needs to be when we finish and we walk out this door, that, it, that it's over until we meet again. Mm-hmm. But you get where it's a lot of things go beyond the parties. Things go beyond the clubs. you got groups out there and people hook up all the time and they hook up with this mindset that we're a lifestyle, yet you're doing vanilla stuff. Because for me, anything outside of a club or a party is vanilla. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you say it. I don't care if you met in a lifestyle group. I don't care if you met at a lifestyle party, you met at a lifestyle club. Once you take it outside of a party environment, it now becomes vanilla. So you're going to get vanilla shit. Can you explain, gonna, not to cut you off, can you explain what vanilla is for some of the listeners, just in case if they don't know? Because a lot of them might be vanilla child. <laughs> Van, vanilla is anything outside of an uh, alternative view of sexual activities or... um way of living so it's just the normal every day what you see on tv girl next door type of stuff Mm -hmm. that's vanilla it's plain where the lifestyle is all about being open-minded sexuality and living alternative lives you might have two husbands two wives you don't know you know anything outside of the norm Mm -hmm. so that's what that's the difference between vanilla and lifestyle and that's why I'll go ahead I mean that's why I say that hooking up at home with with a man is vanilla Mm because you could do that when you leave a club right a regular club so what would you say is the best way to approach the topic of STDs I mean we we talk about it you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying it's a lot it, you will find more people open about saying that they go regularly test in a lifestyle than anywhere else mm-hmm. like i know that people in the vanilla world at a club they don't talk about that stuff <laughs> you know what right. i mean when i when i meet a guy and i'm like if if you want to become a regular sexual partner for me then let's talk about how often you go get tested mhm 
Like I got papers. <laughs> you got papers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just we just you know it's not it's not uncommon to talk about. It. We talk about it. We talk about it in some some events and some parties you go to will have uh, STD testing right there. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to you. Who were you before you joined this lifestyle? Regular. <laughs> I was uh, a divorcee. I think I was 35 when mm-hmm. I was before, you know, I was 35 and just a single female, just looking to get some, get into something. Very <laughs> know, shy, right? very shy, very shy, very um, quiet. I was just insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. And how long have you been in this lifestyle? 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I know um, one thing you said initially, you were looking for a dom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking for a dom after I read Fifty Shades of Grey. I know. So I, I read Fifty Shades of Grey, and it led me to Fet Life. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got on Fet Life, I kind of ignored Facebook for a long time. And I was on Fat Life every day, every day. And I was, you know, I started to learn about that. But I wanted to meet someone in person. I've always been the type of person that I didn't like meeting people online. I like to meet people in person. So I started going to their little events, their parties, their meet and greets and things like that. And um, a friend, a co-worker had introduced me to the Swingers Club and said, "You, you know, you might want to check out Swingers Club. And I thought that maybe that would be a good place to find find a dom. I didn't know where to find one. <laughs> they don't have badges or anything. So nameplate. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then when you first so how was it when you first went to the um swingers club? Like what it led up a- to that? It was um curiosity. I'm just like my coworker was just like, man, I'd be going to this wow party every weekend I'm like what wow parties and she's like you know she's um, a lesbian and she uses um, what do you call it dang it it's just slipped my mind a dildo so she's like yeah I walk around with my dildo out and da, da, da. I'm like what place is this that you're going that you can do this she was like it's a swingers club you should go I'm like okay I'm gonna go so, you know, I went, she stood me up and she was supposed to get me oh, in. Oh, come on. You know, <laughs> so I'm just like, I got, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm excited. I want to get in there. I, I'm getting there somehow. So I met somebody in the parking lot and I was like, you know, it was a black man. And I was like, can I go in with you? Are you here by yourself? Like, can, are you a member? Can you get me in this place? And he's like, yeah, come on, come on with me. And he got me in and. I walked in and I was just like, wow, it's nothing like I thought it was, but it was great because what did you think it was going to be. I, I don't know. You know, when I've heard someone tell me a story a long, long time ago, they were telling me how, you know, they might walk past the room and someone was having sex in there or somebody might be sucking somebody's dick against the wall or whatever. And that's more common now at mm-hmm. parties, <laughs> but it wasn't that day when I went into the club. 
So, but when I went into the club that day, it was just a, a you know a nice older crowd of white people in there who were all the women were all naked and or they had on lingerie and they were just having a, a blast dancing to music and conversating and you know having a nice time. Mm-hmm. And I and I just said this is this is my spot. This is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is my new home. I am here every week. <laughs> yeah, I heard I, one of your videos. You was like you were shopping for mad lingerie. <laughs> oh yes, honey. Yes, and once I because uh, I I just love to dress up, but this was a different. This was not going out to buy a dress and heels to match the dress and and you know all this. This was oh I get to go lingerie shopping. And put accessories with it and look like the baddest bitch that ever walked in there. You know what I'm saying? And and I just kept, I kept going and I just kept getting more popular and popular. And I knew everybody by name and, you know, I walk in and everybody would just, you know, hug. And I was like, this is my shit for real. This is where (laughs) I belong. This is it. No, I can tell that this is your shit too, because I can hear the excitement in your voice. <laughs> it's like you know how you tell stories that you can see the person like reminiscing in their mind. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, but that's also how I started the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, it was part part reason why I started blogging and doing vlogs is because I was so excited about this that I didn't know how nobody else knew about it, mm-hmm. and I and I was like, I'm gonna tell the whole world. Because everybody needs to be a part of this. Right. <laughs> I was just like, this has helped me out in my personal life. This is going to help out in relationships. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had no idea that this was even possible, that people do this for real. Would you say that you contribute to the growth of swingers in the Midwest? I do. I will. Yeah, I would say yes. so, too. And not even yes. because you're my guest, but just because after the research I did, like you always came up. <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, she's not playing with these niggas in the Midwest, honey. <laughs> yeah, I've I've uh, been to parties. I've went to parties in Texas, and I was at a swingers club at a party, and I walked into well, I, when I walked in, like two ladies came up to me and was like, "I watch your YouTube all the time." <laughs> Like what? I'm right. in Texas. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. And then I at the same that same night, I I I am walking outside the patio area, and I hear this group huddled up, and they're like, "Yeah, man, we got to get to Indianapolis, man. I heard there's a dope party down there." I walked straight in the conversation. Was like, "Are you talking about me?" <laughs> it was like he was like, "Yes, there she is, her." I'm right. like, "Wow, this is this is crazy." And I also I, feel like with you. There's not, for one, you're a black woman. Yeah, and I don't see any black woman doing what you're doing. At the- we're out there. They're mm-hmm. out there. They are out there. There's one in in the east on the east coast, and myself. And then there are other groups like maybe um, Maryland. You know, there's a lot in the east coast though. Mm-hmm. On the east, on the east coast, there's a lot more maybe going they don't have on. A platform as big as yours, but maybe on the party scene, they do. They do. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I also look at you as a as a um educator. Yes. Yeah, that's that was that's my first love. I wanted to, well, I wanted to bring people bringing people together is my first love in the lifestyle, 
And then my second one is educate them because I I got flooded with my first group with so many questions. And I was literally, my whole day was spent answering questions. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to make a video and I'm sending everybody to the videos. Mm-hmm. So, so have that. you ever had a bad experience? Of course. Everybody has bad experience, but you learn from them all. You learn right. from every single one of them. And I would tell people, if you have a bad experience in the lifestyle, don't chop it up. Like, don't, I mean, don't just dismiss the entire lifestyle over one bad experience because if anything, use it as a tool to help you grow. Um, you know, my bad or, you know, understanding is it's a part of your growth in, the, mm-hmm. in this lifestyle. It's not all fun at all times. There's ups and there's downs. What does a bad experience look like? I mean, a bad experience could be you're playing with some, with a couple and they get into an argument over something that happened during the play mm. that you were involved in or maybe miscommunication. Like you might be talking to a man and then find out that he's married or something like that, you know, uh, or you might get your feelings hurt. You know, yeah. a lot of females get their feelings hurt in this lifestyle because they are vanilla minded and they haven't got to that level yet. So they do get their feelings hurt and then they walk away from the lifestyle like this is not where I'm supposed to be at. But they return. They return. Mm-hmm. I was like that in the beginning. So it's a growth. You don't just become a swinger or, or a lifestyle or mindset overnight. It does not happen like that. Mm-hmm. So what have you learned about yourself while on this journey? Because you said that this is the best journey that you've ever been on. I've learned that for one, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would have known? Uh, you know, I make my own flyers. I do my videos. Okay, you know, um, all of that. Who would have known that I had all of this talent bottled up? And had it not been for the lifestyle, would this talent have even came out somewhere? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that. I've learned that. This is your um, passion. It's my passion. Yeah. That I'm that I'm capable of doing the, some of the things that I've done. I, I have never, ever in, in my life would have thought that I could bring 700 people to the state of Indiana for a weekend to throw a party for them. Mm-hmm. Never in my imagination did I think I was going to be able to do that, you know, from all over the world at that. Wait, at that I, part, hear, I heard the conflicts, 700 people. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> literally i literally i am throwing one of the largest parties in the united states no i know i know i did my research (laughs) so that is an accomplishment and i and i had to learn i also had to learn uh what i learned about myself is is being okay with being good Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people and myself when I would do something. I just didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to take up too much space mm. in the world. I didn't want to be recognized. And when I, I felt bad. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, you, I don't know. It's, I didn't believe in myself for a lot of reasons. And now it's, it's, a, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. So I've learned a whole ton, shit ton about myself. I've, Literally changed my life completely. Mm-hmm. 
how I view relationships. I needed help so bad in that department. It, I'm so grateful for this lifestyle and the open communication, learning those skills. Do you feel like swinging helped you to become your true self? I feel like it has, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I was afraid to... I was afraid to be seen. I was afraid to have a voice in any of my relationships, whether it was a friendship or a romantic relationship or a work relationship. I was afraid to do a lot of things. And um, becoming is at first I used to say, you know, was the my ego or egoic side and what's my lifestyle name. But I'm kind of starting to look at things a little different. I think the imposter was. Mm, that's deep. Why do you say that? Because on this side, I am being what I want to be. I am becoming who I want to be on this side. What I wasn't, what I didn't want to be was the person that I left behind. I didn't want to be her. I didn't want to be that girl that sat in the corner at every at every party or who stayed at home and ate because she didn't want to be seen or be recognized or felt bad about herself or was insecure. You know, I didn't want to be, I don't want to be that that was in a relationship and was so freaking jealous and worried and concerned all the time about everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was driving myself crazy. Like I don't, I would never want to be her again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to that. Mm, that was deep. So now that you are an educator, what do you want people to take away from this lifestyle or from being a part of swingers? I I want people, what I really truly want is for people to not just think of swinging as an activity, mm-hmm. but as a window or a door to their life to their journey, to their, to their true selves. Mm-hmm. Like everything that happens in this lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly, use it to learn about yourself. Even if I was, even if I had a husband, I would say this lifestyle journey has nothing to do with him. It's going to have everything to do with me because I know how I am. Like I'll give you, I'll give a great example in the past, even in the beginning of my swinging, I was highly insecure in relationships. So when I got with somebody, I didn't know how to be with them. You know what I mean? Like I was just afraid about everything. And what I'm, I had to learn was how do I become okay with sharing and being shared? So the best thing to do is just to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just to do it. And then don't react. Like don't react on him. It's gotta, it's all gotta be about me. This is the most selfish journey I'm going to be on because I need to learn about myself. I need to learn that when I have those feelings pop up, why am I having them? Mm-hmm. Why is it there? It's always about learning about myself. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like that? Even now, and even outside of being in a relationship, like if I go to someone else's event and I feel like, 
oh, they did that better than I did. You know what I mean? I need to I, I ask myself questions. Why do I feel like that? You know what I mean? Why do I, why do I do this or why do I do that? And then I try to heal whatever it is that, that's going on with me. I feel like when you became a part of this lifestyle, it really made you deep, 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 deep. <laughs> no, 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 no yeah. which is a good thing. Yes. It makes you things that made you insecure. It made you really dig deep and find out the why and the root of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And once I start figuring, figuring out myself, now I'm soaring, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm like, I can, I can become and get in a relationship today. And when we go to a party, that man has zero rules. Mm-hmm. He has zero rules. You go do what you, what you got to do. Come back when you're ready, you know, to hook back up or whatever, you know, I go have fun because my, my fun is not also me doing my thing, but watching you be happy. Mm-hmm. Where 10 years ago, there is no way I would have did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never, <laughs> ever, ever. I would have been so torn up inside, you know what I mean? Butterflies and anxiousness and just sick to my stomach. All of that to man, that's a healing process right there. That is so freeing. Mm-hmm. So could, freeing. Could you be with somebody who is okay with you being a part of this lifestyle, but they don't want to partake in it? No. Mm. Not for what I do. Okay. Now when you bring in 700 people out. <laughs> <laughs> I need a king by my side who's who's going to be just savage as I am okay he needs to represent (laughs) (laughs) so what would be your advice to our listeners that want to start or be involved in this lifestyle that want to become swingers educate yourself Mm -hmm. and get going I don't know what everybody's waiting for but get going you know what I'm saying like if you really want to be a part of this lifestyle don't wait for a video don't wait for somebody to to tell you how to do it or what to do, get out there and do it. It's I, I, what I don't understand is why people will ask, will inbox me and say, how do I get started? <laughs> I'm like, you're already started. Mm-hmm. Once you decided that this is what you want to do, you're already started. Now, what is it that you want to do? You want right. to go to a club, Google swingers club in my city mm-hmm. and go. Go to the club, meet people, travel, get out there, experience, and learn. I'm just curious. What's next for you? Because I feel like you need to come out with, like, a book or something. Like, because you've been doing I this might, for if I, 10 years now. I know. If You know, if somebody would, would help me with that, then I would do that. Because my thing is, I, I got a thousand things going on. A thousand like I and I have a full time job. I'm here now. I have a full time job. On top of that, I have to go home and and prep for the event and the website, the YouTube videos. I do my own advertising. I make my own flyers. You know, I got a lot going on. So if I had the time, like if I could do this full time, then I probably would have had a book or two out already. But why do you don't think why do you don't think that you haven't done it full time? Because I feel like, or is like, is the parties like seasonal or? Well, yeah. Well, we throw our event twice a year. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, I don't want to, I, I don't, I know how much work it takes to throw one event. So to do that every single weekend, like at a club or something, I, a lot. it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would not, I couldn't make it. <laughs> I don't think I could. Um, I put a lot of heart and soul into everything. And it literally, one event literally takes everything I have mm-hmm. to the last drop. So <clears throat> yeah, we got to get some things going for you. Cause I feel like, because I mean, I, I knew little things about this lifestyle, but I feel like after really watching your, um, your YouTube page, I learned a lot. Yeah. A lot. So we're going to put it out there and we're going to definitely keep in contact, keep in touch. Cause I really feel like you can definitely do something and just be in the face of it, like a black woman, you know? Right. Yeah. So I appreciate you. I think this is very informative. I feel like if y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. I would definitely put you in connection with our guests. And I'm pretty sure you have another party coming up real soon, right? October. Well, I have a, a big-ass cabin uh, party. We got one coming up in July. But other than that, um, yes, our fall vacation, Kingcopia, is in October here in Indianapolis. And for somebody who want to attend a party, obviously there's a fee, but do they get like screened or like do you do like checks on each person or just we have we have an event page also so on it's a website so it's our events are more like the club like we have rules so if you break those rules as long as you don't break them rules you should be great and we have a newbie class for all newbies newbie Mm -hmm. to the lifestyle and newbies to vacation Mm -hmm. you you should definitely be in that class if this is if you're if you're not if you haven't been to an event before, definitely be in those classes. Okay. Perfect. So we make sure. Well, do y'all have, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, make sure y'all hit me up. And until next time, everyone, later. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.